Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Welcome to Literary Quest. Today we are going to be talking about The Book of Asriel by Amber Nicole. I'll be doing our characters and Marissa will be uh, doing our plot today. So for characters, we have Diana. She's the main female lead. She's an Igmaruthan, which is a species responsible for almost wiping out celestials and gods. However, she was not born one. She was turned by Caden when her sister Gabby was about to die. Since then, she has been working for Caden, even though he's evil, to protect her sister. Currently, Caden is searching for the Book of Asriel, a book that holds a secret on how to kill the world ender. She is Caden's second-in-command and his lover at times. And her being second-in-command doesn't sit well with Alistair and Tobias, who are also close with Caden. Alistair is able to rip into people's minds, find out all their secrets, and then control them like puppets. And Tobias has the ability to raise and control the dead. Next, we have Liam. He is the main male lead. He is a god and a king. He has been given the title World Ender. For the last several centuries, he has isolated himself in the ruins of Rishiram after a terrible war called the God's War. The war was between the gods and the Igmaruthans. The war killed many celestials and was also responsible for the death of other gods and his father. During this war, he closed access to other dimensions slash worlds, which Caden wants to open again. He has a few friends he was close to prior to the war, in this book, we mainly see Logan, who is a celestial, and he is basically Liam's right hand. This book takes place mainly in Onuna, and it seems to be kind of the equivalent of Earth, but with supernatural creatures. There are vampires, banshees, shades, werewolves, and witches. Okay. The Book of Asriel begins with our female main character, Diana, and her co-worker, Alistair, infiltrating the mind of the celestial, Peter, to gather information about the infamous Book of Asriel for their boss and Diana's, Diana's lover, Caden. Diana believes this book to be a myth, but Caden has been hunting for it for centuries and desires it so he can open the realms again. Caden is enormously powerful and uses it to manipulate other paranormal beings like vampires and shades and create monsters. And though Diana is also enormously powerful, Caden uses her sister, Gabby, to manipulate Diana and keep her obedient to him. Diana will do anything, suffer any cost to keep Gabby safe. During one of their scouting missions, Diana and company run into Ezekiel, who is a member of the Hand, an elite professional or an elite group of celestial warriors who serve Sam Keel, an immortal god who has a history of ending worlds. Ezekiel ends up killing himself and his death summons Sam Keel, who goes by Liam now from the remnants of his former home, Rashiram. As a result of the God Wars, Liam destroyed his home, Rishiram, and pieced it back together what he could. And that's where he currently lives, miserable most of the time. 
racked with guilt for destroying his home and the people that live there and plagued by night terrors. Ezekiel's death requires action, though, and spurs Liam into action. He leaves Flora Onuna, where some members of the Hand live protecting mortals and monitoring life in this world. It has been a long time since Liam has left for Shiram, and he has forgotten how to people. During a meeting with part of the Hand and the Mortal Council, Diana, who has been masquerading as a mortal, disrupts the meeting, sets the building on fire, and uses the opportunity as a distraction to search the building for the Book of Azrael. She gets captured by Liam, uh, stuck in prison, and tortured for a few weeks for information, which she does not divulge. Caden's agents attempt to free Diana when she's being transported to another city, and she uses the opportunity to kill one of Caden's inner circle, Alistair, save a member of the Hand, Logan, from certain death, and strike a bargain with Liam. If he keeps her sister safe, she will help him find the Book of Asriel, and together they can kill Caden. This book is hard and dangerous to find, though, and the consequences of betraying Caden leave a massive target on Diana's back. To find out more about the story, um, read it. Otherwise, spoilers abound. Um, All right. So this was my first read. I know it was your first read, and I have been wanting to read this book for a long time. Yeah. The cover always drew me in. There was one point where I was checking every single day to see if it was on sale because it's not on Kindle Unlimited and it's like $5. And I was like, oh, do I want to spend $5? And I don't know how it is, but I, yeah. So I bought it when I got a gift card. Nice. (laughs) But yeah, for a long time, because I loved the cover of it and it got tons of good reviews and everything. Yeah. I saw it on, I think, well, we follow on our um, Instagram page, the Literary Quest page. We follow the author and she posts these really good reels and TikToks uh, with like character quotes and um, like Pinterest boards or not Pinterest boards, but like uh, imagery stuff related to the book. And they really drew me in. Um, So I, I wanted to read it. I feel like with TikTok things, there's like, a, especially as like with books, there's like a 50-50 chance that it's going to be great or it's just going to be like they stuck all the good parts in the TikTok to get you to read the book and then you get into it and it's like, wow, wow. Yes, that actually that was, happened. That was not the case with this book. Good. That happened to me. I don't remember what the book was, um, but like they, it was describing the book and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I went to go see what the book was and I was like, I've already read part of that and it was terrible. <laughs> oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> so I was like, this TikTok brought me in and then yes. to realize I had already tried this book and did not. Yeah. <laughs> not this book though. It was pretty good. It was just so long, like 800 pages long. It was, yeah, it was a long book and it kind of dragged a bit, but it had I mean, to be. Sorry, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it had to be so long because Liam and Diana hated each other, right? So yeah. Diana's race, like Liam, it was a mess, that whole war, right? Mm-hmm. Basically killed a whole bunch of people. It was terrible. Then Liam tortures Diana. There's mm-hmm. one point where she won't even let him like touch her, even like 
as they're starting to become friends because she remembers what his touch does so she had to because for a while i i was i don't i was like i don't see how they're gonna overcome this yeah so she it had to be really long in order to build that also Mm -hmm. liam doesn't even show up to like 200 pages in the book no it was so i thought kaden was gonna be the love interest for a second it was worrying um I hated Kaden and like I think he's probably supposed to be attractive but in my mind I fan cast him as like, like this middle-aged greasy man with thinning hair and jowls like he was not attractive in my mind I'm mentally thinking like Diana why are you having sex with this person <laughs> um the it it was really long and there were parts of it that by 600 pages I was thinking gosh just like will something happen please and then things started to happen I feel like the author used a lot of real estate in the book to lay the foundation for the world which is good because I appreciate lots of world building but also like there was a lot of history and mythology I feel like that went into this story mm-hmm. so there were things that needed to be said like there were parts of the story that needed to be integrated and she did that I feel like with pretty great detail um and I I feel like with the so she uses Liam's dreams to give some of the backstory for what's going on like uh Diana like Diana calls them blood dreams because she's consumed Liam's blood she can see the dreams that here like his past through dreams or his dreams and so I feel like the author effectively used Liam's dreams to give us a sense of Liam's history without it being like reading from a history book yes that was smart the way she did that yes and the way that she kind of worked in like um, Diana's relationship with Caden and the others like that took some it took some time just to kind of get a feel for what these characters are supposed to be like and so because of that it took us a long time in the story to get to like the action bits yeah but overall i i really ended up loving this book um Mm -hmm. so i wish that we had any sort of knowledge on the second book on when it's coming out because you know sometimes authors will have the name of the book or an estimated release date nothing at least I can't find anything maybe she announced it somewhere but I haven't seen anything about it no I really enjoyed Diana as a character Mm -hmm. she like stressed me out sometimes because she she acts pretty quickly with emotion and for being a creature that's like old I just want to be like you wouldn't think she would be ruled so much by emotion but whatever she's got the fire in her like literal fire and that kind of comes out in the way that she reacts to things mm-hmm. um but as a character I really liked her she was pretty funny real sarcastic um she teaches Liam are like I just think like a sheltered you know he's not a sheltered person but like she teaches him cuss words and um which I think is funny and I just I really enjoyed her as a character she was so kick-ass yes she had such like so many cool powers too Mm -hmm. and but there were definitely times where I wanted to be like 
Diana, now is not the time to be antagonistic. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but it's also very fun to read. So. Yeah. It is fun to read. The, there are times when she was like, not it was not a good moment and it was when she was on better terms with Liam and he was like I'm sorry she doesn't usually act this way yes yes he's like will you behave please she's very self-sacrificing when it comes to her sister yeah I I mean she cares a lot about people it's like she masquerades as this creature that I mean, just murders for fun and is heartless and cruel. And she can be those things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of her motivations are done with the intention of protecting people. So definitely with her sister. Yes. Super self-sacrificing. Yes. Um, But also, like, we see that with Drake, too. He was her friend and she was ordered to kill him and bring Caden his head and she wanted to protect him instead. So she worked out something, putting herself at tremendous risk so that he could be safe and his brother could be safe. And with Camilla, her ex, Camilla thought that um, Diana had betrayed her and she was exiled and Camilla is super pissed with Diana and Santiago, another witch ended up being in Caden's pocket instead but we find out that Diana did what she did, which Camilla perceived as a betrayal, so that she could protect Camilla. Yes. And one of the things I love that happened to her is so the whole way she ends up with this deal with Liam, right, is because so she, when she consumes blood, she can see people's path, like last thoughts, I guess, mm-hmm. and their future. And so um, we have a scene where Logan is almost dead and she he's when the last thing that he's thinking about is how much love he has for his wife Mm -hmm. and so that's what makes her turn because like it's kind of pure and everything she's just like it reminded her of her love I think for Gabby Mm -hmm. and yeah she's just very so she is very self-sacrificing she's quite the what is it martyr syndrome yeah um but obviously like, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of feelings of maybe unworthiness with her because she, I mean, she feels bad about some of the terrible things that she's done and the people that she's killed. Um, She, but at the same time would literally do anything to protect her sister. So there's that balance of like, well, like, I will sacrifice anything to keep Gabby safe, including herself. Yep. Which she does. I I just like sacrifices herself through the the whole like forever of her life. Um part of Gabby being able to live a normal quote normal life is Diana making this awful deal with Caden where he makes her into she used to be mortal he gave her some part of himself and so because of that she becomes an ig maruthan and she can like shape shift and she becomes this dragon thing and she can like teleport kind of i guess and wield fire and all of this this stuff but because of that um 
Caden also like gave I guess he made Gabby like super long lived. I I still get confused about the difference between like being immortal and just being long lived. Um, but because of that, because of what he did for Gabby, he keeps Diana on a leash by manipulating her through her sister. Mm -hmm. So this leads to some really frustrating conversations between Diana and Gabby. Like I got frustrated as a reader because Diana can only see Gabby with Caden's permission. And she usually has to do something horrible to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so Gabby knows that Caden sucks and she's like, you should just leave. Like you shouldn't stay bound to this person who is awful to you and who makes you do terrible things and you have to live a terrible life because of it. You should just leave. Yes, which I don't, it feels like even though they've both been alive for centuries, Gabby still doesn't quite understand the um, severity, I guess, or hold that Caden has over Diana. Yeah. Because she's like, why don't you just leave? It's like, why don't you just stop being depressed? Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's not how that works. You have choices. You just have to make them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. And Diana is, it's an abusive relationship, right? Yeah. I Between Caden and Diana. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's an abusive relationship. I mean, even just starting out the power dynamic mm -hmm. between them right, right off of that mm -hmm. is a red flag. But yes, her sister just, I, I think that if Diana maybe explained more to Gabby what it was like, but then she didn't want Gabby to feel guilty, right? Right. So it's this, it's double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely tries to protect, protect Gabby from the bad things that are happening to her, like when she's almost dead or having a real bad time of things, she won't call Gabby because she won't be able to fake it. Um, but Gabby, I mean, Gabby knows that terrible things are happening to some extent, right? Mm -hmm. So I just don't know how to, I get frustrated with Gabby because I feel like she's not being empathetic to the struggles that Diana has gone through for Gabby just to be able to live. Right. Yeah. I struggled with, I struggled with her too, because I was like, she seems at times she came off kind of as spoiled and selfish. Mm -hmm. So, but you think about it, it's like, she didn't necessarily choose this life either. Right. Right. Like Diana yeah. made the decision for her and now right. she's not having a normal life. Right. So how do we know, we don't we don't have any there's no chapters from her mind she might be miserable right yeah. she might somewhat even resent diana for making her live forever because yes. she don't want to live forever so we don't we yeah. don't really know what's happening in her head and gabby knows that Caden sucks and is a terrible person and holds their relationship over diana and so get gabby may be living with like a lot of guilt mm -hmm. for what her sister is going through for her and she's lived for centuries and she can't really get close to anyone because they'll die. That sucks. And that has to be lonely too. 
And she asked Diana about asking Drake, a vampire, to make Rick immortal. And Diana kind of scoffs about it. And I did too initially. But, I mean, it would be a lonely life. I was kind of wondering, and I suppose maybe it's because Diana keeps her out of the world completely. But there are other creatures that live for a long period of time. Like, they're vampires. The werewolves are really long-lived, most likely. Mm -hmm. You know... Like, try a different dating pool, I guess. Yeah. If hinges Stop dating humans. Get, yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes me think if there's uh, a, like, app for <laughs> dating supernaturals <laughs> or something, that'd be fun. That would be oh. fun. I don't know. I just think that there's probably quite a bit happening from Gabby's perspective that we don't really have an awareness of. And so we're just kind of experiencing things from Diana's perspective, which is very frustrating because Gabby kind of comes off as annoying, but I think Gabby's feelings are probably pretty complex too. Mm -hmm. And at this point she may be like kind of ready to move on. Right. Yeah. She might be tired of being uprooted continuously for hundreds of years. Yeah. And on top of that, Diana, okay, so Diana's doing terrible things, but she also kind of gets to go out and have adventures. Yeah. Right? And she still have to, she, Gabby's living a mortal life, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also she's been a caretaker for like centuries. How is she not burned out? I bet she's burned out. <laughs> like, <laughs> pick another career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exhausting. Centuries as a like a caretaker? No. Yeah. No, as a healthcare worker, hard pass. Um, their their little phrase that they say to each other, remember that I love you. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. At one point Liam is like, What is this mantra that y'all say to each other? And she's like, Oh, it's it's like a goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it really heartbreaking when Gabby's last moment is at the very end of the book and Caden has her and is like, is there anything you want to say to your sister? And that's what she says. And those are her last words to Diana and Caden kills her. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Although talking about the love, like, so I didn't quite. So Gabby's dead, dead, I guess, by the way that. I guess. Oh yeah. Because Liam's that little bond thing on his palm, it burned. So that means that their bond is over because Gabby's dead yeah yeah Gabby's dead but she's been around for centuries so I guess I mean I don't understand how like death works I know so she can be killed live for hundreds of years yeah yeah so she can be killed by normal means it seems like but it's also we're set in like kind of a modern world how often do people come by to like almost die all the time i can't imagine that you could live centuries without like almost dying or dying yeah. in a car accident or i was just plane, thinking like, car accident yeah essentially she managed yeah. to avoid a car accident i don't i don't know what about illness do you still get affected by illness yeah and if you don't get affected by illness natural causes wouldn't like Like, I just, I still, this is something that with fantasy genre, I struggle with, like, in every book where there's, like, a super long lives character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because it's not really immortal, right? They're, they're talking about the Fae. Like, they're immortal, but they're not, though. Yeah, they can be killed. They could or they like, do age and die in some of them. They do age very slowly. Oh, wait. Let's let's roll it back for just a second while we're shit-talking Caden. So dramatic. Right? Oh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like literally opens up a like a hole in the cave in a volcano to punish people like my dude mm-hmm. well I, <laughs> they live in a volcano like it is an active volcano right yeah okay just reading that I remember when I got to that and I was like that's that's a lot like okay we're going <laughs> this route with him <laughs> like an active volcano okay okay i wonder what the aesthetic is for that inside (laughs) yeah i mean it's just he's just very extra living in a volcano opening holes in the ground and throwing people in like my dude Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds like a compensation type of problem but okay um and then the very end of this book Like the most dramatic evil villain monologue scene I have ever come into contact with. (laughs) Yep. Like he literally hijacks a news station and broadcasts it to the entire world because his feelings are hurt. Um, And has Tobias, his right hand man, you know, uh, manipulate dead news anchors like they're giving a fake newscast about the end of the world oh yeah because um yes yep like that is that is some next level dramatic bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and the news anchors are like can't wait when he's like what's what's gonna happen to the mortals and he said well you're either gonna be enslaved or murdered and then jill the news anchor is like looking forward to it (laughs) i know that made me okay i mean it was just like the most ridiculous i'm oh it was ridiculous like very entertaining but i was just thinking like this this creature Mm, has got some issues mm-hmm. it's very dramatic yeah such a dick <laughs> and it's not even like i mean he doesn't love diana and that's what's the frustrating part it's like i don't want her i don't want to love her but i don't want anyone else to have her i think he's probably just using her for whatever incredible strength and magical abilities that she has because they mentioned that he tried to make other people like diana and he couldn't so clearly she is special mm-hmm. i don't think he really wants her he just wants what she can do and he wants this book so badly yeah what i don't understand his ultimate goal so it's supposed to open up the realms again yeah but why yeah i don't know maybe he wants maybe he's he wants to go home you know that's true maybe he's like i don't know he was on a trip or something and uh Liam 
destroyed Rashiram and he got stuck on this planet and he just, you know, wants to go home. It's like a very long extended vacation. And he's just, just trying to get back. And of you know? course, naturally on extended vacations, you become the king of a volcano. Obviously. <laughs> That's just natural. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> yeah. You know, when my I got delayed in Scotland that one time, I yeah, I had a whole plan written down. <laughs> Where to find volcano. Tomorrow we storm the castle. <laughs> but it took so long for Liam to be introduced that it I started did. to think that Caden was gonna be the love interest. Ugh. I was, so I was reading, I was like, this absolutely can't be it. There's no way. Because they don't even really mention Liam that much. I mean, like, they mention, like, oh, the world under, but not as, like, an actual possibility because he's not around. There's nothing. Super glad that didn't happen. I think it's interesting. uh, And the the author kind of brings this up in some of her, 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 um, like, TikToks and in the description for this story. It's like, uh the villain so it's like enemies to lovers or villain to friends to lovers or whatever with the female character being the villain which is kind of different usually the male character is the villain if we're gonna do villain enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. um but i still don't really see diana as being the villain no because it's hard to think of somebody who's forced to do something as a villain if she was going out there and being like, I'm going to kill my friend Drake. I'm yeah. bored today. Like, then villain. Yeah. But somebody's blackmailing her to do all of these bad things. You can't really call her a villain. Yeah. I don't really see her as a villain. Yeah. yeah. Her actions are a product of bad circumstances. I don't think she's a bad person. She's probably a villain to all the people she's killed, though. And yes, and and she's definitely. a villain to the uh, what are they called? The Rashirams? I don't know. Whatever, whatever Liam's people are, she's a villain to them because they had a war against the Igmaruthans, right? So whatever, are they slut? I don't know what they are. I don't know who these people are, but the Igmaruthans and Liam and his people, they had a war. So she's a bad person. She's a villain to them. Mm-hmm. but that still comes with the assumption that all of the Igmaruthans are bad she didn't even start out as that she started out as a mortal right and she has different powers than natural born Igmaruthans right yeah so she has additional powers at, yeah yeah and just think there's some misunderstandings there yes um, when Liam did finally get introduced, um, oh, poor baby, yeah, <laughs> bless his heart. I know. It, oh, so he's basically he's he not basically he did isolate himself on the ru- in the ruins of his world, I guess. Mm-hmm. And where he has night terrors and obviously doesn't want to tell anybody about that because he's a god and a king and he just can't have those. So for centuries, he's been locked up by himself and he's 
in a depression I couldn't imagine being depressed for centuries but it was interesting we don't really see I felt like we didn't really see male characters depressed that often Mm -hmm. and not depressed in this way anyway like he lays in bed all day he doesn't eat not interacting with others can't even leave his palace sometimes doesn't care for his appearance all of that stuff and I feel like we don't normally see that when our male characters have depression it's normally just like I'm angry but also sad I'm hiding it behind anger sort of thing yeah so also there's this his description of depression at some point in there is something along the lines of those days were the hardest days he couldn't get out and it made me think of don't let the hard don't let the hard days win is that it yeah. don't let the bad days win don't let um, the hard days win don't let the hard days win and I feel like he was he was letting them win quite a bit yeah and I feel like a, one of the big reasons for that is probably he had he had no social interaction yeah at all and I yeah well I think in a lot of that it's going to be related to the shame that he feels like he yeah. feels a lot of shame for destroying his world he feels like he failed his father he feels like he failed his friends his people mm-hmm there's a lot of shame that goes into it and so I think that's where some of that isolation comes from Mm -hmm. he killed a lot of folks he destroyed his world he his dad sacrificed himself for him so he feels like he let him down Mm -hmm. yeah it's sad it is sad I feel bad for him I um I feel like part of that is also like his friend's I mean, they're his friends and they worry about him, but they also serve him. Yeah. So when and he that says, creates a like a weird power dynamic there. Right. Yeah. Because I know if one of my friends had locked themselves up for centuries, I'd be at their door. You know, <laughs> like, get, talk to me. But when he says, you have to leave me alone, he's their king. Right. Yeah. Like, what can you yeah you kind of have to obey yeah that I mean even they haven't seen him for hundreds of years and they still are like my liege and sir and my king like the way that they talk to him like they do they communicate through like I don't know messages or something Mm -hmm. but he definitely creates distance and maintains it yeah so that I think that contributes to some of where the struggle comes into the people. Now, I don't feel like Diana would be like, nah, I don't care what you say. I'm still going to bother you because that's her entire approach with their rela- like their relationship. She's like, oh, you're feeling sad. Let's talk about your feelings. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, she was, but she didn't really work for him though. Right. And so they, she could kind of um, approach that relationship differently than the people that he had always been with. Yeah. Um, the first time she meets him, it she sets the whole building on fire. Mm-hmm. Not the best first impression. No. Uh, yeah. So, and yep. So then he captures her, right? She basically mm-hmm. brings this building down, right? Killing yeah. a whole bunch of 
celestials? Were there human mortals there too? There were mortals there. There were, mortals there were there humans too. and celestials. Yeah. So it kills a whole bunch of people. You know, Liam is obviously not pleased about this and he captures her and then tortures her horribly. At yeah. this point, I was like, I have no, I do not see how they are going to get past this. Yeah. Like she is basically his natural born, like his like not not natural born, but you know, like his natural enemy just because of what he thinks she is, right? Mm-hmm. Even though she was made. And <laughs> that plus the first introduction of bringing down the house and you know, mm-hmm. her building. And then the torture for weeks and weeks. Yeah. It's not a good start. No, not, not a not a good start to a friendship or a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not the best. Um, yeah, things get things are pretty rough for them for a while, and that's why. So you mentioned earlier, like the amount of time that goes into like the story and their relationship growing. Um, and how it was hard to believe. So they mentioned at one point, and I think it's when they're with Drake. So the book goes on even longer than this, that they had been together for like three months, which oh. I appreciated because if we had been, she was like tortured for two weeks and then the next five minutes they were friends. I would not buy into that. I agree. Same yeah. For, yeah. I, Cause it was lasting a long time. So I knew like large amounts of time was passing. Yes. And that was good. I because instant love can be fun, but not right. in like this sort of in, like instant. Oh yeah, just forget all the bad stuff almost instantly because mm-hmm. you have nightmares. Like yeah, you know that's yeah that's not a that's not a believable thing. So I feel like with the amount of time that they ended up spending together, I could buy into the transition that happens in their relationship. Um, things start out bad. And at one point, Diana's in prison and Peter, who is under control of Alistair, who was one of Diana's coworkers, comes by and he was like, yeah, you shouldn't have got yourself caught. Tough it out. And um, it's pretty rude, but they still they make like a rescue attempt for her. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point that Logan gets captured and Tobias is harming him and Alistair is like stabbing him a whole lot Mm. and Diana has that like mind meld moment with him looking for the book and he's just thinking about how much he loves his wife and she decides to switch teams and she kills Alistair which is great just turns into ash um Tobias gets away though which is a problem I was so frustrated like oh you should have gone after him. That's going to be it. But anyway, so she uses Logan to leverage a deal with Liam. Right. To protect her sister. To help find the book. Things are still pretty rough in their friendship. When they do finally start opening up to each other and everything, it gets, it's real sweet and real cute. Yeah. It Um, is. Yeah. She teaches him pinky promises. Yes. That was adorable. It was. And their banter is real cute. So, like, she goes 
I think to a gas station or something where she meets with like somebody and he gets out of the car and is mad. And he says, you swore with a small finger that you would not leave me behind. Like adorable. Heart eyes. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. And of course they're both fighting their feelings. Oh yeah. And they like, you know, they stay in a hotel one night and Liam has a, like she, um, Diana, um, tries to get him to eat and he won't eat. And she tries to get him to go to sleep and he finally goes to sleep and he has nightmares and he like crushes her throat and punches like a magical hole in the wall. And Diana wakes him up and then he heals her, fixes the wall. And she like rubs his head and scratches his back and the way that they like she calms him it's super sweet mm-hmm. it is yeah she runs his finger her fingers through his hair mm. like you said yeah i like that she mentions that gabby taught her those things yeah and she says something it's not a lot but it's enough mm-hmm. and it tells liam it's okay to not be okay Mm-hmm. yeah she ended up being a really good support system, like support for him. Yes, she did. And I appreciated that about her character. Again, she portrays herself as being this like heartless creature, but she's not. She's so caring. She cares a lot for Liam and she helps him um, and tries to be his friend, even though he's bad at being friends with people. Mm-hmm. He talks about how he can't feel things anymore. And Diana makes him feel things and tries to get him to talk about his feelings and his nightmares and stuff like that. I hope she tries to get him or she does get him to eat cotton candy at one point. Yeah. Go out. And they have just had these normal moments, you know, mm-hmm. where she's showing him the world kind of. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And he adapts. Um, and it's something that his friends notice eventually too, but like she rolls her eyes all the time and he starts doing it. She says cuss words a lot and he starts doing it too. He even gets a little sarcastic and like snarky at one point because I guess, I don't know, somebody runs away and he says, oh, you're not going to, you run away or already running away. We were just starting to have fun. Yeah. Something along those lines. I was like. That was a very Diana-esque thing to say. His character is kind of unlikable to start with. Actually, I kind of felt like at, to start with with both main characters, I kind of disliked them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that Diana's strong, but like, uh, they are both kind of cocky a little bit. Liam, I think is, I don't know. Well, Liam's cockiness an- annoyed me a lot like throughout the whole book because he keeps being like I'm a god Caden's not anything compared to me like you don't have to worry you know mm-hmm. but she tells him for like 400 pages Caden's dangerous Caden's dangerous and only when I guess he has this they have that like standoff thing with Tobias does he is he like oh yeah yeah I guess I guess he's dangerous she's been yeah. trying to tell you that frustrating yeah well it's the same thing with the book of asriel too he's like there's no book asriel's dead i saw him die this isn't a thing but let's i guess go look for it no 
if you don't think it's real, why would you go look for it? One, but also literally everybody on this planet is looking for this book. Yep. I feel like that's a sign that it's real. Mm-hmm. My dude. And then it is real. And he's like, oh, I guess there was a book. God. Also, like the book of Azriel is a great title, but can you imagine how pretentious this would sound while Azriel was still alive That's and calling true. it, this is the book of me. <laughs> Not like Azriel's journal. <laughs> I'm Azriel and this is the book of Azriel. It was probably named like once he died, maybe. I'm sure. <laughs> I would hope it's not, you know, titled. Could you imagine somebody titling their book that way? No. The Tome of My Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Asriel's Super Secret Journal. Nice. <laughs> Very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> With all the super secret secrets to the universe. How <laughs> like how to, to kill a god. <laughs> I was just going to say how to kill a god 101. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody. It's a secret. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it, it was pretty funny. I'm just thinking about that. Um, I... I thought it was interesting the way Diana and Liam's like relationship kind of evolves as the book goes on because they start out start out like just tolerating each other. Mm-hmm. And then they become like sort of friends, but Liam is still like, I don't need friends. I don't need anybody. I suck and I hurt the people I care about. So I'm not gonna feel anything. But then he does start to feel things. He just doesn't like want to acknowledge that they're feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. And Diana the whole time is like, you're my friend. We're friends. They're like the grumpy sunshine characters, but they kill people. Right. And so Diana's like, we're friends. You're my friend. We're friends. And then um, Drake and Ethan. So they go to Drake and Ethan's house. So surprise, Drake isn't dead because Diana is super kind and caring and wants her friends to be alive. She saves Drake, Ethan, and they're hiding. Mm-hmm. So they go to Drake and Ethan's house to figure out what to do next while they're looking for the book. And Ethan and Drake basically have this conversation with Liam where they're like, look, we care about Diana. She's had a lot of bad stuff happen to her. And it seems like you have feelings for her. Like everyone asks him if he loves her. And they're like, if you're not planning to follow through, and stick around for her don't lead her on yep yeah and so then he puts distance between them he stops coming to sleep with her in her bed you know not like in a platonic way yeah stops um she comes to his door to try to talk to him he ignores her Mm -hmm. so eventually she finds out the whole reason why and but she interprets it as him not wanting people to think that he's sleeping with her yeah right and she says i guess we were never friends right and oh poor liam was so sad by the with this yeah 
but like he was kind of an idiot too but yes um you know I felt bad for Diana. I mean, yes. oh my gosh, I just want her to be loved so bad. I just want someone to love her for her mm-hmm. and be her friend. And besides Gabby, right? Right. So we just want like some normalcy for our girl. And Liam is like, nah, feelings. I don't want to like do the wrong thing, I guess. I don't know. It's this weird, like, I don't know if it's self-preservation or him trying to protect her or what, but it hurts Diana and I feel so bad for her. Like I feel bad for him because he's dumb, but I feel bad for her because I just want her to be cared for. I know. And she's really hurt. Mm-hmm. And like, even after he, like he realizes at some point, like, Oh, mm, I guess I should apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he does. But even then, Diana's like, she's like, okay, if you want to keep this distance, fine. Uh, we'll, we'll keep the distance fine. Mm-hmm. And his feelings are hurt because she doesn't like, if he t- touches her, like their feet touch or something, she like moves away. She doesn't want him to touch her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they spar for a little mm-hmm. bit. And she says to him, we're not friends. And he goes, stop saying that. Like, I just imagined like kind of a petulant child or something just being like stop it yeah well I mean it's like that well 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 if isn't if it isn't the consequences of my own actions thing right yes yeah what did he think was gonna happen yeah yeah it was sad but I did like that Diana stuck with like the boundaries Mm -hmm. because a lot of times I feel like you see in books oh he said sorry okay we're moving on it's back to everything we're friends again everything's fine it's not sometimes things hurt yeah and continue to hurt yes even after apologies so yeah I like that she didn't just oh yeah everything's fine now yeah I was uh super disappointed in Diana's friends (laughs) And I think it's funny because like through the whole book, Liam is like, your friends suck. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. They're very unreliable people like the whole time. So they finally get to Drake and Ethan's castle or whatever. And I'm thinking like, okay, these people actually really care about her. They might be good friends. Nope. Turns out they suck too. Yep. Was so just, so at the end, um, Oh, what's his name? Liam has promised them protection. So he moves them to like his compound in the silver city. And so the vampires are staying where Gabby is staying. And um, guess what? It turns out that the vampires kidnapped Gabby and Navara, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, Logan's mate. And they're the people that I guess handed them over to Caden at the end, which was a real disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, so her other two friends that she goes to for help. First off, I knew I was really suspicious with that first person because of the passport thing. At one point, mm, yeah. she says the passport won't take more than an hour, right? 
then she like goes and leaves and does something and then comes back and she goes oh the passport will take at least an hour so i was just like there's something off of that and then i got suspicious yeah i don't know if it was supposed to be like that or if it was like a thing on the author's part where she just switched it you know yeah but i was like oh that's that's suspicious yeah it is i mean just i don't know her part was suspicious but it was kind of like i don't know i felt like that was a little bit more obviously suspicious drake and ethan's betrayal was unanticipated yes yes i completely even with camilla i mean i felt well so i felt kind of suspicious about camilla too drake and ethan i think was the most like unexpected type of betrayal well, because she helped them. She helped them and they, you know, gave that stupid speech about how they cared about Diana. And Drake had uh, that conversation with Liam about how he found Diana when her sister was dying. And he feels guilty about the life that Diana has to live mm-hmm. because of him. And the the bond or the the deal that she shook out with Caden because he saved her instead of killing her. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking like, oh, they're actually good friends when no, they're actually not. I don't know. I just feel like for two creatures that are supposed to be so like wizened and clever and smart. Yeah, Diana they, and Liam make some bad decisions. Oh my gosh, I wanted to smack her or do something because she gets these like tingles as if somebody's watching her, right? Yeah, at some really pivotal points. And instead of being like, Whoa, back up, we should leave, we need to stop what we're doing, we need to reevaluate, mm-hmm. she just pushes through. I'm sure it's fine. No, 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 maybe no, I'm just I'm, cold. Wait, I- you're like made of fire. Is that even a thing? I don't think she can be cold. I, think I don't that's think that's a thing. I think that's actually mentioned too about her not being able to be cold. I feel like that was mentioned. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But like, yeah, she gets these weird sensations and she's like, huh, guess I'll just keep doing what I was doing. No, no, ma'am. Oh, that was so, so annoying to me. Don't do that. You should question that shit. Like, no, ma'am. Oh, and then the whole thing with Azriel's daughter. They go out to, like, the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Some ruins. And Victoria's like, hi, Camilla told me about you. Follow me. Mm-hmm. You don't find that suspicious? I know. Especially that, and she is a little suspicious at first, and you would think that combined with the weird feelings that she gets, yeah, the weird feelings that she would do something or say, I say something. I don't know. I don't understand. I got so frustrated, mm-hmm. so frustrated, and then they're fighting in the ruins. So Victoria was just like a zombie Tobias had killed her and was controlling her and he shows up I have to say I really enjoyed like that scene though like that whole battle and everything well yeah because we had been waiting 600 pages at this point for something to happen that's true I yes that's true 
Um, yeah. They walked into a trap so easily. I, yeah. It's so frustrating to me. But if they hadn't walked into that trap, we wouldn't have gotten like our big battle scene. So I know. It's fight. a plot device. I know. But damn, y'all. Yeah. Need you to make I mean, some better decisions. The place only has one exit. Come on. That should be a red flag, too. Can't they like teleport? I know. I thought she could teleport, but she they can sick. like rematerialize in other places or something. Just like yeah. peace out. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But she, I think her powers were really depleted. They were. Also, like, she uh, stopped eating. That was so like dumb. Mm-hmm. I got so frustrated at this moment too because she's like, "Yeah, I'm stronger when I'm eat people when I eat people, but I'm gonna be like a vegetarian for humans for a while because I don't really like that part of me." Like, she what? Have eaten Victoria and the other guy. She she should have been eating this whole time. Well, yeah. I mean, she doesn't even have like just drink blood. Just find some blood to drink. Yep. I mean, just do, just, I mean, even just find some freaking blood to drink. Liam's right there. Yeah. And he's he's got blood. Come on. Oh, he's got fancy God blood. Like there's a time and a place to be a a vegetarian, you know, to cut, to cut blood out of your diet, I guess. (laughs) And that time and place is not right when you get attacked by a bunch of bad things and are about to go into a super dangerous place and do some sketchy stuff. Mm-hmm. and here she comes again with this self-sacrificing stuff that she does oh man basically rips out her own heart so first she's telling liam like just go i've got this cover like leave me and he's like oh no i'm not gonna leave you and so she notices that he's staring like trying to come up with a plan and she knows that that's not going to work that he's not going to get the book so she's just like okay let me get it so that my heart is basically ripped out right great Mm -hmm. well that didn't spur liam into action to take care of the book he just shoved her heart back in to her body and resurrected her which is not allowed yeah i that's um like later on in the book it's not even totally clear that that's actually what happened though doesn't he say he will well yeah but then they go to the the fate creature whatever it is and he's like i mean you didn't really resurrect her though oh that's right yeah like this whole scene was a mess she wakes up and is alive and liam's crying and she's like what did you do and he said i resurrected you and tobias got the book you didn't trust me to have a plan and i'm thinking like uh do y'all really have the like the the foundation in a relationship to have that kind of trust though mm-hmm. yeah mm. and now they've got that book yeah now toby tobias toby toby <laughs> good old toby good old toby got the book mm-hmm. liam feels like he did something wrong by resurrecting her even though we find out that that's not really exactly what happens mm. I don't know. Well, it's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. It is. And I feel just so he's been his grandfather and his father were both kind of seers, right? Yeah. So he's been having visions of basically the end of the world. And part of it is Diana 
like turning to dust, like having a gaping hole in her chest, right? Mm-hmm. And it happens at one point, and she gets attacked by her own kind, or not her own kind. Well, kind of the stupider version of her kind. Mm-hmm. And she, there's a hole in her chest, and so he thinks we're in the clear. It didn't happen, and then it happens again. And I was just, I don't. He was so worried. Yeah. Um. And still he's like, I don't have feelings. Oh, wait, oh my maybe gosh. I do. At some point he starts to realize like, huh, I guess this is jealousy. I don't like it when she calls me just a friend. I might actually feel something for her. I know. There's one point well before they even kiss or do anything where he says he'd tear the world apart for her. Right? Yeah. And... And then when they do finally kiss, he says something about like having he's had thousands of kisses, but none of them were like that. Mm-hmm. And that was really sweet. Yeah, that was a really sweet moment. But anyway. Yeah, he just oh, I don't have feelings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then why, right, dude? That? Yeah. Then why is it that when you hold her, you feel perfect sense of peace? Yeah, I guess that's not has nothing to do with your feelings. Yep. No. Yeah, no, I think when he, you know, violates what he thinks is like the universal law that you shouldn't resurrect dead things for her. He's like, oh, mm, I didn't even think twice. Yeah, it was never a question that I wasn't going to do this. Guess I might feel some things. Yeah. It's mentioned his own father, even though he had the power, didn't resurrect his mother, even though he loved her so much. Yeah. Because some things, what was it that his father said? Something shouldn't be done. I don't remember. Yeah. He said something very fatherly and wise, you know. How it goes. Yeah. I was thinking that this book wasn't going to have any spice in it. I don't know why I thought that. It seems like I read it somewhere. Uh, that was false. There is spice. There's not a lot of spice. There is a good little bit of sexual tension. Mm-hmm. And while we don't get penis and vagina penetration, mm-hmm. we do get some manual sex and we do get some oral sex and it is good sex. Yes. It's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Super hot. And of course, so I, so I finally get to that part and I'm like, yes, they're touching, they're kissing, things are happening. And Tito shows up and is like, what you doing? And I was like, I swear, <laughs> I swear they have some sort of like men have some sort of radar. I don't understand. And I was like, I it's like, it's like 79 or 80% into the book. And I was like, Tito, this is an 800 page book. I'm at 70 or 80% or wherever I was. And now you bother me. Now, this moment when I'm finally at this scene. Yup. It's 81%. Yeah. 81%. It's the pheromones. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure that he can smell them in some (laughs) deep, uh, primitive part of his brain is saying, hmm, (laughs) Vicky's emitting things. Uh, now is the time <laughs> mm. yeah 
Um, the scene where the scene where Liam is fingering uh, Diana mm-hmm. is super hot. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed everything about that. I don't know, like penetrative scenes, like penis and vagina scenes, like they're hot, but I just really appreciate a well-written manual or oral sex scene. Yes, I I agree because not everyone is down for penis and vagina sex. Yes. I thought it was funny that where she was like, you have to be quiet. And he's like, you have to be quiet. Yeah. And it's it's just it's funny that they did that at just like a random person's house. Yeah. Oh Some elderly celestials that they were staying with. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Awkward. They like did not care. Yeah. They cared a little bit. But then when they got into it, it didn't that was the end. Yeah. <laughs> so. Clearly they've never had sex in their parents' house before. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> After they fail to get the book and Diana gets quote resurrected, they go to like the council and Liam looks for books about um the kings of uh, let's see so tobias is actually like some ancient king with a complicated name he's yeah. one of four and it turns out diana is like a queen of those places too mm-hmm. um so that's something special i'm guessing that alistair was also maybe a king and that would make Caden a king of this place as well right yeah, I think is, they were all kings. Yeah, and that's problematic. I think Liam says at one point, like, even my dad was kind of scared of these people. Like, okay. Right. Yeah, well, he does say that these people are older than him. Yeah. So. So that's concerning. Yeah. Also, he shouldn't, even more of a reason he shouldn't have sent, spent centuries just hanging. Hanging out. Being sad. <laughs> Just stop terrible. it. <laughs> stop being sad. Yeah, just stop. Have you tried doing yoga? Yeah. So it's problematic. They go to this this um council and Liam like does a vortex thing where they talk to what's basically the fates, right? Ancient near extinct creature. Yeah. And he's like, hey, bud, can you help me? And the fates give them a lot of really ambiguous information. But part of that is a prophecy. And we think that the prophecy is going to be about Diana, or at least I did, about Diana and Liam. Because in the prophecy, um, he says one rises or one falls, one rises, and the end begins. One carved from doc- darkness, one come carved from light. The world will shudder. And there's a quote about a crack, right? So, wait, I have it. There will be a shuddering crack, an echo of what is lost and what cannot be healed. Then, well, so then this was the whole thing. Then, Sam Keel, you will know this is how the world ends. Yeah. So he's been having, and he's been having dreams about the world ending. This is part of his like prophetic abilities, his seer skills, right? He, 
got this vision of the world ending and and we hear this quote and I was thinking like okay so this sounds like it's about Diana and Liam and the the guy mentions that Liam is going to have to die to open up the realms and it's okay so things are looking pretty dark and uh we think that um maybe Liam or something is going to be the trigger of the end of the world but it looks like this prophecy might actually be about Gabby and Diana. Yep. Yep, because Diana loses her shit, obviously, after everything. Yes. Yeah. Just absolutely loses her shit. Um, so she's about to go on a rampage. Right. When she finds out that. So, you know, they Gabby gets stolen. They're looking for her. Caden seizes control of TVs. And kills, you know, Gabby on universal broadcast. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like this prophecy. When falls, one rises, the end begins. The audible or the shuddering crack of Gabby's neck breaking. Diana losing her shit. Mm -hmm. Liam describes her cry of pain as like something that can be felt across the realm. Yeah. She reacts with such force that it pushes him through walls mm -hmm. and singes like his clothes off of his body as she transforms into her dragon-esque creature. Yeah. Things and that's how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> ended that way. So I didn't know that this was, when I first picked it up, I I didn't know that this ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So I actually, I, I had to look it up. Um, in the reviews I saw it and like somebody mentioned oh next book and I was like no yeah like I'm reading 800 pages and nothing is resolved <laughs> yeah it's really just the start of the things yeah. really yeah this it's was just the start mm -hmm. I'm curious about I, I mean I'm I'm very curious about what's going to happen next because I feel like confused about a lot of things one of them being like what is Caden's motivation in killing Gabby does he think that he's gonna get Diana to heal because of that because I don't think that that's how that's gonna work well I'm wondering if he read something in the book mm -hmm. that indicated that something he would do to Diana or somebody close to Liam right mm -hmm. could trigger maybe Liam's death in some way yeah so maybe I mean we kind of get like soulmate vibes from oh. Diana and Liam because he has that moment where he's like it's her it's her it's her when he kisses her I think so maybe that I feel like this is a trap and he's luring Diana Caden is luring Diana into close proximity because he's been trying to get her back this whole time mm -hmm. I mean if he really wanted to manipulate her he should have gone about this a different way mm -hmm. like if he was trying to keep her close the whole time what he should have done is like love bombed her from the beginning and then left her little scraps of affection for the rest of the centuries like just enough to keep her thinking like one day he's really gonna love me again or he's really gonna like he did this once and I felt all these things he's really gonna like he cares about me for sure like if you're gonna manipulate someone you, sh you should go about it a different way Marissa do I need to be concerned you have that <laughs> <laughs> <Not> out <laughs> I'm just saying uh, like, it's a good point. This is, I mean, if you think about um, 
that series by Raven Kennedy. Gil, um, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happens with Aaron and King Midas. What is that his name? Is that actually his yeah. name? King Midas? Yeah. yeah. Like a love bomb, rescued her, and then spent the rest of time giving her just enough until it wasn't enough, but just enough, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also kind of curious about what's going on with Drake because I still want to believe that he's not a total dick bag, but I'm also kind of hoping that he dies for real in the next book because he betrayed our girl. Yeah. And like Ethan's wife, like she couldn't be present when they were at the castle. So is this like a light in the flame where um Caden knew that Drake was alive the whole time and was holding Ethan's wife hostage to try to like get like did he kind of have this whole thing planned out the whole time mm -hmm. yeah I know I was I there's got to be I'm hope I'm hoping there's something more to it because it'd be really sad if there wasn't I was real I mean I was like surprised but kind of not surprised when Gabby died at the end too I mean, I didn't think we were going to make it out of this completely intact. I wasn't expecting her to die. I was expecting more of him to have her and maybe torture her. Yeah. Something. But I mean, he straight up just. I mean, that feels like giving up one of your poker chips. Right. Which makes me think, is she dead? dead? Is she dead? Is she dead dead? Because the remember the thing on his hand started burning even when like her hair, like she was her hair was being pulled, I think, by mm -hmm. one of the manchies or the shades. So it could be that too. Yeah. Like why his hand is burning. I just, I couldn't imagine living like centuries upon centuries without coming into any sort of contact where, where you wouldn't die. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at some point you had to run across a serial killer or something. Even. <laughs> I just. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe she's not so dead that she can't be turned into a vampire and Drake will save her. Maybe. And they'll fall in love. Because remember, Drake was all like, I'll never love again. Oh, yeah. I met and lost my love long ago. I am such a vampire thing. It is really a vampire thing. I don't like those stories a lot of times. The yeah. like, not second chance stories, but like, because I, I guess I'm jealous. Oh. <laughs> like, I would be jealous, you know? Yeah. Sort of like uh, in Discovery of Witches. Discovery of Witch. Yeah. That series, he had a son and a wife and everything. Uh -huh. I would, yeah. I um, love that scene where Liam's having dreams, right? And he goes, you already consume my every waking thought. You must consume my dreams as well. Mm, yeah he just says some sweet things and he's yeah. still like it's preposterous that i would like her <laughs> okay okay and then when he gets all jealous because her and drake have very like a touchy-feely relationship mm -hmm. and when he says something about it and she goes oh that's just like what friends do and are like and he as her says to her thinks to himself about like well she doesn't do that to me like we don't have that much physical contact Mm -hmm. he's just like and then he replaces her dress yeah that was great mm -hmm. possessive 
Mm-hmm. Let's do our quotes. Yes. So I picked something that Drake said, which wasn't actually turned out actually not to be Drake, but whatever. Uh, so it's better to die by what you think is right than to live under a lie. So this has less meaning now that Drake has done his <laughs> what he's done. <laughs> but I think there is a rebellion kind of going on somewhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe hopefully they'll work this into their like mission statement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cuz I do like it. Yeah. It just has it's lost quite a bit of meaning by the end yeah. of the book, but I did like it. So, yeah. I liked this quote from Liam. He says, "Diana's touch set fire to a place inside of me that I'd thought long dead or that I had long thought dead." And I found myself wanting to burn. Mm-hmm. I like that. We have an awakening. Yes. Yeah. Which I think I it's also nice because um, part of Diana's abilities are that that's her fire. She like literally produces balls of flame. Well, that wraps up the book of Azriel by Amber Nicole. Join us next time. We will be discussing A Cursed, So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kimmerer. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.